0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Reed, and I'm Zach, and we have a super special guest on the mic today.
1: Hello, I'm back. It's me. It's Mo. You've missed me. I sound a little different because I'm sick. But if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that I am always sick. So it's <laughs> not a shock here.
0: Mo, the Trace Amigas are reunited.
1: We're my back, sister, girl. my
2: soulmate. It's my soulmate, my sister, my.
0: <laughs> um mo got filler mostly I, if i sound a little different it's because i got a sickening jawline. he looks oh, like yeah.
1: heather gay look at her i also just got like so much filler and botox and um juvederm under my eyes today It was at the look good, which, two hours it was fab it's i got a new face mo like what's up how
0: have you been it's been so long and i know the listeners miss you you've been off in styling land do you want to talk a little bit about it
1: yeah, I mean I got so many DMs about everyone seeing me in the background of the Southern Charm reunion, which was <laughs> so fun. can't so I think last time I was on I had just done BravoCon. I don't when I was on with Maddie, did I have film the I don't think I filmed Southern Charm yet. It was happening. No. Right. Oh, no, yeah, I think it was right after BravoCon. Yeah. So I did it. the Southern Charm reunion with Madison and that was fab. It was a f- those days are long, bitch. When like, when I tell you long, it was a 15-hour day. We had a key after we went out um i took madison to the local gay bar in new york and the gays were loving her we had such a good time it was honestly so fun um and i've just been super fucking busy since then if you guys are following me on instagram you'll know that i have a bunch of new clients i've done a ton of stuff since then um oh me and maddie kind of like hinted at the job that i was doing with Bryn, which was for lamarca prosecco so we did a huge uh, national campaign with them with Brynn, and I've been working with Alexia Napola since then, from Miami Housewives. Alexia, so
0: we, when we were were recording this on a Thursday night, so her Watch What Happens episode was last night with Sophia Vergara, and I was, I loved the episode, and Mo, you were there for that.
1: That was you. That was me, yeah. So, me and my boyfriend Colson styled her. Um, We did, like, a week of work with Alexia, so she flew in last Sunday, and we did Watch What Happens Live, we did a press day, and then we did a prep day for the reunion, and then we did the Miami reunion, which was another 15-hour day. It was, Those reunions are long, and it's wild because they're at the same studio. So, like, even watching Salt Lake, like, the guy that brought out, them out the drinks at the end, he's, he's like our buddy. He came and played. So, <laughs> <laughs> we... After our, doing our first reunion with Southern Charm, we were like, oh, this is a long day. So we got smart for our second reunion. and We brought board games. We brought heads up. We got, like, alcohol. We brought all this stuff. And everyone was like, oh, my God, the reunions are so much fun now that you guys are here. Like, everyone's coming into our dressing room. Like, we had full, we brought code names. If anyone's ever played code names, we were fully playing that on the floor with, like, all the makeup artists and hair people. We were known as, like, the party room. Um. So, yeah, like, that guy. And, like, there's the one guy who helped Mary come up. And she was, like, "You going to help me up um he's the one that takes the cast photos for each reunion so we got like super close with him because we were like hey hey hey, can we like see all the pictures and then like have our girl retake them if they're not good and he was like yeah sure um like we did that with alexia we're like wait let's see all the photos and uh, she didn't even have to retake them because the photos are so good um but just wait the alexia's reunion look is top tier i'm so 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 proud of it it is a couture moment Straight from the Paris runway. Uh, I'm really, really, really proud of that look. And I'm proud of the Watch It Happens Live look. All the looks have been killing it. You guys have been styling the girls
2: down. down. Now, Mo, now, Mo, when is your manifestation book hitting shelves? Because if you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know that Mo has been manifesting, styling Bravo Labs since we started this podcast. And now Mo is literally like, he. I don't think you can go into too much detail about who you're working with in the future, but like, We've been getting the texts of who is going to be working with. And guys, just wait. Just wait for what's happening. But seriously, you manifested this shit, like, so hard.
1: I know. It's crazy. I, like... I always give like the Jamal chat, which is Maddie, um, Zach, Elvis and Reed, like my manifestation tips. And I truly, it just feels like manifesting magic. Like it really does. Cause every time, and I can say this on this podcast, we've not reached out to one client ever. Like we've never sent an email, a DM, anything to anyone. It's all been clients reaching out to us or like word of mouth, um, with, like, hair stylists or makeup artists, because in the Bravo community, there's really... There's not that many. You run into the same hair and makeup people a lot, and the thing with them is that every Bravo lab uses, like, hair and makeup. Obviously, they use glam, but they don't really use stylists. So, like, when two people like me and my boyfriend have come into the scene and are doing good fucking work, it's like, oh, wait a minute now. Now, wait a minute. We should That's, be doing that, too. Yeah, like, we need to figure out, like, who these boys are, and... um Yeah, like what Zach said, we have... I have a meeting tomorrow with another Bravo Lab, um, from you know a really fun show that's gonna start airing soon. Um, and then that I was have... a cute little clue. Yeah, <laughs> she's young, she's hot, she's in a big breakup controversy now. Um, and then in a few weeks, I have a meeting with a New Jersey housewife, which is gonna be super fun. It's not who you'd expect either. So it's not who you would expect. It. It's not Teresa. I'm living for... <laughs> it's not oh no honey uh, um but it's really exciting i mean we're at the point now where we've kind of made some rules of like maybe doing one housewife per franchise and that kind of stuff um just because it does get dicey when you're like pulling uh for the same housewife in the same like city and all that um there's another thing though i feel like when i want people to look at our work and say like oh kokomo did that like it's the same kind of aesthetic it's really just like cunty badass like mostly black like just really chic looks and like we like to have our looks like really chic and toned down to where you notice their beauty like to where glam and makeup and hair really make a point in the look and it's just really cunty like I want like supermodel off-duty 90s moments that's been my inspo with almost every girl that we've had and like we're pulling major designers like Alexia's Watch What Happens Live look was Elia, which is insane. Um, and the fucking heels that she was wearing were crazy. I mean, Sophia Vergara was like, "I love your heels," which was like, "Wow, huge thanks. compliment." I, huge compliment. I,
0: I, you I, if you guys have listened to the podcast at, for any length of time, you know that I am wildly un, I'm wildly ignorant when it comes to the world of fashion. Um, and Mo and Annie are always kind of explaining things to me, but I can say that the people you have worked with so far they've all been so different but to your point there is kind of like a central theme to the way you guys style people and there was someone that you are potentially working with that i i think elvis or someone said like oh i don't know if that they would like look good in this in like that kind of style and i remember i said actually i think that the way they style people is they they style to them to their like aura to their like yeah. Their vibe and Annie chimed in and said that's exactly what styling is. Like it's supposed to bring out their qualities. Nah, you not use, turn them like, into something else. No, like, Bryn's looks
2: like... Bryn's looks looked like Bryn. Brin. looks, like, looks looked soul, like Jessel. the red devil dress. Alexia's yeah. looks looked like Alexia. Like it looks like
1: their aesthetic, but you've elevated them to like a different level. You know what I'm saying? yeah and it also just comes to like styling too is being on site like when we're on site it's very much like they are not thinking about a thing every they're in hair and makeup they're in glam and then the second they get up it's here's x y and z put it on your body and get up on that stage and we also like it was so funny at the miami reunion i was wearing like a cropped Givenchy hoodie that had a logo on it and gertie kept being like "Givenchy over there who who is he And Alexia was like, that's my team. And she was like, he has been working all day, like on his hands and knees. Like, no, I was literally on my hands and knees, like putting the Gertie praise. She was like, "These two are like, they are it." And I was like, "Yeah, like even with Madison at the Southern Charm reunion, we were y'all. Y'all probably saw my ass on camera because I was wearing a jockstrap. Mm-hmm. I pointed it out. <laughs> I was like, in
2: my apartment, and I was like, Rosie, look at Mo's ass, like fully out right now. I was like, bent over. It's so funny, Mo, because later that night after I watched that reunion and I pointed that out to my sister, we were at a game night at our friend's house, and it was like kind of like uh, it was. Co- uh, not code names it was um another one where it was I forget what it Amazing. was Kudos or something I don't know you had a you had a you had a word on the card you had to describe what it was without using the words that were under it and without using the word and Rosie goes um the thing that Mo was wearing on the reunion what he and I was like a jock strap and and she <laughs> and she goes no no and then she and it was a strap on and I was like Mo was not wearing a <laughs> strap on jock strap strap on
1: I'm just wearing a, stra- a strap on at the Southern Charm reunion. <laughs> um, it was funny, though, because you did see me on camera, like that moment where Austin came in and was like, my sexual prowl is, man. It's my sexual prowl is. And she was like, okay, Austin. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> um, but I think you'll see me a lot on the Miami reunion. We were in a lot of moments backstage there, which were fun, and on stage, too. Um, it's going to be an explosive reunion, though. That was did you have. I was going to say, like, is there any tea you can give or like? it's explosive just yeah that's all i can say it was uh it you can feel the difference in energy you for sure like walking southern charm reunion it was much more laid back everybody was in each other's rooms it was a key it housewives reunions are intense you could just feel the tenseness like Like, i was it was a battle yeah i was like when the lights hit you and you're on that main stage you're like oh my fucking god because it's a big sound stage you're on a huge sound stage and like they have the doors like open and then they close them and they're like, all right, the ladies are in and then they'll open them for like a few seconds. And you just see like, everybody's lined up and we run in for as fast as we can get. We start. And then we have to run out. Um, It's and your adrenaline is just like, because like with Alexia too, we had um, like, we didn't lock down the fitting for the reunion dress. So it was a lot of nerves and like, Oh my God, is it going to look good? And it was just like, there was a lot of nerves. We didn't know what the other ladies were. We don't know what anyone else is wearing. Everyone's super secretive. They're not telling you who, what's going on with who. Alexia and Marisol shared a mm-hmm. dressing room. So we knew what um, kind of Marisol's vibe was and like the theme and everything. But I we we knocked it out of the park. And Alexia is just a, a dream. Like she's so hot and like she has such good taste. She's one of those clients who it's, it's almost, it's almost harder with clients who like love fashion like she does because they like they're on it it's wild I was um it's funny because obviously my boyfriend is white and so is her husband so she was like teaching him Spanish throughout it and I was like he's my Todd my Colson he's your uh, gringo yeah my gringo and there was just like words that she was teaching him in Spanish and I was like I think we posted the Instagram I, did. I saw that Um, and it was just she was <laughs> that was also one point where Marisol was fully talking to him in Spanish and he was like
2: he does okay, he is a gringo, but he does have a little bit of like he looks like he could be like from Spain or something like that. You know, yeah, he has
1: very dark features. So he has like really, really bushy eyebrows that are like yeah. anytime someone meets Colson, the first thing they say is, Oh my god, your eyebrows are amazing in your eyelashes. Because he has like such they're so like thick and pretty, yeah. And he has like very dark features in his hair. But Marisol was fully talking to him in Spanish and he was looking. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying so i was like trying to he was like picking up context clues and i was like trying to like tell him and even though i told him that he doesn't told her that he doesn't speak spanish she kept going no they don't care i can see that i can see that what what can you tell us about marisol how is she uh fun she's a key she's very much like um what you see is what you get what you see is what you get i met marisol in the hotel room for the first night and she she came in so chic in her (laughs) like her airport outfit was giving she had a big old birkin with her Um, she's hilarious. Exactly what you see is what you get. Uh so there I was like hanging out with them for a week is like hanging out with my aunts. Like I've said on this podcast before, like I truly like my aunts. It's just like chismeando and just giving the tea and sitting and kikiing. They love a key and just sit and like chill. Um yeah, they're so cute. I love them together. You can tell that they're like it's like those like Spanish women who have been friends for like 30 years, they're like sisters. Mm -hmm. So like they have that vibe for sure. But I mean, it's been really exciting. The stuff with Alexia was really came out of nowhere. She had reached out to us before Christmas, and we went away for Christmas to Ohio, and kind of was waiting on her to like DM back. And Chris, she actually DM'd us on Christmas Day and was like, "Hey, boy, sorry I've been away. Let's jump on a call." And we jumped on a call, and it kind of just like hit the ground running. Within a month, we were working on the three projects, and we're gonna be working with her more. We're super excited about it. It's just great i love every client that we've gotten like i've said are women who i've loved on these franchises and it's like that's i think the best part too about the manifestation is that i'm getting clients that i love
2: yeah that's what's no that is and i like so we have our group chats but i've talked to you separately too mo because i'm like you know we've been through this in the beginning and everything like that and you like manifesting this and then it coming and it was just like. It happened with Brynn, which Brin was one of your faves from the new Rony reboot. And then from there, it's just been a domino effect. And like every day, not every day, but like every, every time someone reaches out, we'll get a ding in our like group chat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's someone that Mo stands. Like yeah. it's always somebody yeah. that Mo has been like wanting to style. So like whenever we're saying like the listener could probably guess like who the future people are. Because if you have been listening to the podcast, you know who Mo's favorites are. And he's working with them. So it's just so cool to see. It's like you're living your dream, you know? And if he hasn't, yeah. if he's not working with them, it's
0: very likely that he will be because it's like, I think with every single one of these, it's just your resume gets more and more impressive, right? Because, you know, as much as amazing as Bren is, we love Bren. She's brand new to the world. I think yeah. it's like Alexia is in some ways almost, I don't want to say level up because I don't want to disrespect Bren. I think Bren's amazing.
1: But like She's Alexia has been around She's, longer. Yeah. Alex an I knew that the second that we got the DM from Alexia, that it was going to be a game changer for us, just because, like I've I've heard from so many people, like my mom's friends' kids, so the people i haven't talked to in years were DMing me like, oh my god, like this is major, so cool. like it's just a major housewife, and yeah, like I mean we've done so much work with Madison. Madison to me is like it's wild because I always like Zach knows. Stan. Stan. Stan, since Stan since she came on, on our screen, since she came on the screen, I th- I think she was just hot and like reminded me of Jessica Simpson. I was uh, ever Jeff- since, ever since Madison
2: Madison Madison, 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 Madison. Mo
1: has loved Madison, and now he's like fully a key
2: with her. But the other thing that is just interesting and it just shows, you know, the work that you and Colson do and how good it is is that it this all came from like a freshman Bravo lab. Like it, they yeah. it started off, like they noticed. Like, you know, they noticed from like a Bryn Watch What Happens Live interview, you know, and it was just from there on. Well, and even though she's a
0: freshman, I mean, that was like Bryn was the hot she like, was the, the but the like new girl on the block. And so I think that it was very it it, it was the perfect moment. Like it was the perfect lightning way, in yeah. a bottle for your career because of like she, everyone, all eyes have been on Bryn.
1: Yeah. It's also just like Bryn's willingness to I mean, come on this podcast to work with us. Like, Brynn is truly... It's weird because we can say, like, we're friends now. Like, we text all the time. She texted me yesterday um, and was like, hi, I miss you so much. Like, I'll be in New York soon. We'll catch up and then talk about all of whatever's coming up next. I've been... she uh, Last I saw Brynn was, like, right before the holidays. And I met her niece. It was, like, super cute. And she was like, I'm going to be going away for, like, a month and a half. I'm freezing my eggs in London. If you don't hear from me, I'm just, like, literally... Disconnecting from the world. I've seen her uh, post her reels. Yeah, <laughs> she's still posting away. Um, but yeah, I mean, she just texted me yesterday. Madison was in town, and unfortunately, I was so sick, and I was supposed to go to her event that she had in NYC two days ago, and I it was it killed me that I missed it. Cause, like, we haven't seen her, and she's had a lot of stuff going on in her family, and like, just been wishing her well, and it sucked not to go. But like, yeah, I mean, these women are like becoming friends, and it's great. Like. It's just it's been truly, truly, truly wild. Um, That's so cool,
0: and I think we we only it's about Bravo family. Like we've talked about how we sort of told the listeners what was going on with you, Mo, but like we kind of we didn't even know fully because it was all happening so fast after BravoCon, especially. And we have had listeners ask like, "Is Mo ever coming back?" And so I do think it's it's good to clarify like you've got big things happening and. You running about it's about bravo can't really like coincide with that the way it used to and you're always going to be a part of the it's about bravo family but the but you it's different it's a different situation now you know
1: yeah i'll always come on and like do these little tidbits like i love these um every few months if i can and i know yeah. i've got some listeners too and it it's like giving away your baby it pains me so much to give this away because i was like i knew i'm leaving it in good hands and i was like truly this has killed me because I love this podcast so much. I've loved doing it. I loved helping create the Instagram page. Like I love the memes. All of it was, you know, something that me and Zach just made out of fucking mm. literally at a gay bar in Cleveland Had talked about this for so many years and did it. And Reed came in and like really just helped us create even bigger magic. And then bringing on like Maddie and Annie and like making this whole round table that we've always talked about, which is also a manifestation. And i'm i still manifest where it's about bravo like i do i manifest so much for y'all because i you got
0: witchcraft or something so I keep do, it I up baby
1: Bruhalia. Bruhalia. uh <laughs> it's always been in my manifestations and i want this podcast to be massive and i will help support in any way that i can but yeah it's just we kind of had a conversation of me having to take a step back because of how involved in the world i am now yeah.
0: uh, which I makes total through- sense
1: yeah, I'm working with an Orange County housewife right now as well, and it's kind of like I there's just too much that I know about filming and all these things, and it's like I, I can't bite the hand that's feeding me right now, you know. Yeah, and like this like, podcast, we're on the
0: outside looking in, commenting on it, you know. So it's I'm not to...
1: trying to reality monteze
0: here, Mom. Exactly. You can't <laughs> gossip girl. I gossip girl. Even gossip girl couldn't be gossip girl forever.
1: <laughs> Which like it's yeah, I just. It... <laughs> It'd be a disservice to you guys, too, because I would know, like, I know way more than, like, the listeners, I would want to tell them what I know, you know, and I can't do that because I'm Contractually, not allowed to. And you um, know how Mo is on the fly. Yeah, Mo's loose lips. <laughs> Mo is loose, loose. lips. Loose? Give me
2: healthiest bitch, and I'll tell you my deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> let's
0: let's put it this way: my, I would be doing a lot more editing on these podcasts weekly if yeah. Mo was still on it,
2: because we would have to bleep, 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 bleep. bleep. <laughs> so we talk about we talk about <laughs> we talk about uh you know who we are in like bravo verse when it comes to this podcast sometimes like we've joked about this being the trace amigas and stuff and this comment is just a fun little shady comment but most really in his gina Keo era
1: (laughs) it's not even Lori peterson
2: no you're very like that you know that one scene where it's like my time with the housewives is over and it's playing that orange county music and she's just like (laughs) she's just wiping down her she's just wiping down her counters and stuff like that's what i is think giving more... and then it's like kind of like he's a guest role like and he'll, he'll was... come back at a party and be like hi what's going on I no. was gonna say, it's
0: like the it's like the miami reboot he's like a marisol or an adriana like they're still there but they don't have a cast photo and they don't have home scenes
1: <laughs> like you know Listen. Sometimes they do, though. Sometimes I feel like Adriana and Marisol, like they. Lead. Well, they're carrying absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Look at that. I'm still good at transitions. Look how. Yeah. That works. Um. Thank you guys for having me on. By the time we come on, I come on again. I'll have a, some more projects under my belt that I can talk about. I have a few meetings coming up with some new Bravo labs and things are going really well. I'm super excited. Honestly, it feels like. I'll leave you all with this. Someone told me at the Miami reunion who had been at the last reunion and was like, don't take for granted the feeling that you have when you leave this place each time because it's going to become a little more desensitized every time you leave here. It's going to feel like, oh, I did another one, another one, another one. Like, keep that feeling from the first one. Like, damn, I just did that. Uh, So I'm trying to roll with that. Like, even though these new clients are coming in, that feeling of excitement that I got working with Bryn the first Watch It Happens Live or Madison's first reunion, um, I'm going to keep that feeling going because we have a really busy time coming up with Roni filming again and Southern Charm filming again and OC is filming right now and our client's working there and we love her and can't wait for y'all to meet her. There's just so much happening. So I'm I'm leading with gratitude. So if y'all are wanting to manifest and are asking for my tips, my tips are always to lead with gratitude. Before you manifest, make a list of what you're grateful for now and then feel yourself in the energy of the things that you want. So- Wow. That
2: those are great words. You know, follow those words, follow those affirmations that Mo just told, and maybe someday you'll be styling Cindy Barshop. I just have to say <laughs> uh, fired.
0: I just have to say fired. Who are you and what did you do with Modesto? Because I feel like Mo that was on the mic week after week after week was just chaotic as fuck, ADHD. And this is like Zen. Like, man, girl, she's just mad.
1: sick. That's called fair flu. <laughs> it's, it's the job filler. <laughs> it's the she job can out. It's out of my brain. <laughs> I it on it. It's called it fall in love, y'all. It works for her. it works, oh, bitch. Okay, all <laughs> right. Or don't. Or don't. Yeah. Or, or, or don't. don't do that. Well, <laughs> Mo,
0: thank you so much for coming on. We can't wait to have you back, and you're always a part of the about Bravo fam. So everybody, if you miss Mo, send him DMs. Wish him luck, and yeah, thanks for coming on, Mo.
1: Hi guys. Follow me on Instagram. I'll be showing all of my Bravo styling journey along. I know a lot of you follow me um, at Modesto with an extra o m o d s e o o Bye, y'all. Bye Mo.
0: Bye, Mo. Guys, if you want to hear the full extended conversation we have with Mo, it's over on our Patreon right now. $3 a month. We have bonus episodes every week covering stuff like the Traders drag race season 16 and now uh our extended talk with mo about all his styling adventures and what he's loving on bravo
2: and now let's get into our recap of the real housewives of salt lake city mm-hmm.
0: What would Monica have to say to you guys to make this okay?
2: Nothing. Nothing. Not after the last three years. Nothing. I have to assume that there was
0: something that she could have come here and said that you guys might have said
1: okay? No? No. Meredith? I think it's very problematic to move forward in a situation where trust has been completely decimated.
0: I promised you that you wouldn't leave without feeling like you had said everything. Is there
2: anything else you feel like you want to make clear, or that has been misunderstood, or? I mean, I think there's a ton that's been misunderstood, but. Okay.
0: Anything that's here, we are. So, I, I you know, is there anything that you feel strongly that that you want to say?
2: No. No. All right guys, let's talk about part 3 of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion, the big conclusion, were questions answered? Do we know about the black eye? Will Monica be back? We have all of our answers and we're ready to get into it. So, right before the reunion aired, we got the news of heartbreak, 911. 911 that Monica, Nikki Garcia, Fowler, Delgado Darnell will not be a part of the Real House of Salt Lake City season five. Reed, um, pulse chuck on you. How are you doing?
0: Oh man, this has been um honestly expected. So I'm doing honestly fine, especially after watching that episode. But um I'm always gonna be a monocunt and I just have to say, we may have lost, she may have lost the battle but she has not lost the war. Yolanda parody uh, said that on Twitter and it's true. I think we're going to see Monica again, maybe not right away, but I think that they even seem open to bringing her back. I think maybe a cooling off period could be wise. Maybe a year from now, these ladies won't feel as strongly about not filming with her. Um, I've been really uh, happy to see Tamra, my arch nemesis, Teddy, uh dorinda even say like i don't get it like heather's actually the one who did something worse it's i everyone has been making us monica stands seem like we're the crazy ones and i know we kind of are but to see all these other housewives be like wait a minute i'm like yes thank you like it's actually not that big a deal And i think two I think things
2: vindicated. i think two things can be true And I think when we go through this recap, we'll get into the semantics of it all and how we really feel and what's the future of Salt Lake. But like, I really don't think like now looking at like the broad scheme and like with the big paintbrush of the picture that it's not like she truly she didn't murder your kids. Like it's like. It's such a weird thing. And Heather kept saying during the entire reunion, she's like, you're not the hero, Monica. You're not the hero in the story. And I'm like, neither are you, though. Yeah, neither are you. Neither are you. So like, literally saying a a slur, a transgender slur over and over again as you try (laughs) to on national television you blamed a producer like you got like you almost you almost ruined lives but let we'll get into it let, let's let get into our recap so the news broke right before the reunion obviously that monica would not be returning it's very interesting seeing the post interviews post the reunion like as soon as like the reunion aired on watch what happens live andy had heather gay on and was like so the news dropped that monica will be taking a break and he like it nowhere says, it does not say break in the article, in the People article, in the Variety article. Like, none of the articles that have come out, it says Monica Garcia departs the Real houses of Salt Lake City. None of them have said break. So to hear Andy Cohen purposely use that word, I it makes me believe that they're like, we are, in the off-season, we are going to be actively working on getting this cast back on track. We know that Monica is like, I. they know that, like, whether she purposely, like, Which every housewife does. They purposely try to get themselves on the show and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's people who are made, crafted in a lab. It's biology. They're born with this gene. They're born with it. to quote Lady Gaga. It's biology, okay? There's science and scientific proof.
1: It's biology.
2: Born to be a reality television star. And Monica is one of those people. She is the Daniel Staub of the real houses of salt lake city she's the brandy glanville she is that polarizing figure she's the princess and, diana of salt lake and i'm sorry like like it's just the way that it goes and heather stopped pretending you guys have been chummy best friends for three seasons before she came on and that you guys and this ruined your experience as a housewife you getting socked in the eye didn't ruin your experience for a housewife you getting stopped by the fbi before you got on a trip to go to um uh, on a cast trip didn't Ruin your experience as a housewife. Like all these other things didn't. Mary calling you inbred didn't ruin your experience. Like literally, like Mary fat shaming you and then you being like, that's really nice, Mary, that you said my makeup looks good tonight. She literally c- called you a sor- size 4- 14 and said that you couldn't fit in a kit. You, you know, <laughs> You know, like she's a raging bitch to you and you're just like okay i also have to say because i said this on the mic on the last episode i said heather gay will lose me just as much as she got me like as quick as she got me and she did like i'm sorry she looks great i don't think that she should be fired i'm not one of those people i still think that she brings stuff to the show but her reunion performance was not for me there was there was a hot second there
0: where she was being called mother by the gays and they were, they were referring to her as mother. And I don't think she's ever been mother before. And I think that she, I think her motherhood was fleeting. And within a week, the motherhood was taken away from her because she is ultimately kind of a loser. I'm sorry, Heather, but like you are just like, well, like you're always self, your self-righteousness will be your downfall. Because when you're not self-righteous, when you're throwing up on a uh, sprinter van at the Trixie Motel, when you're so drunk that you're laughing, you're itch-balling at the table, uh, when Heather doesn't take herself too seriously, she's actually kind of iconic, especially in that Bermuda finale. But when she gets on her little high horse and acts like she's holier than thou, and that's something that's always annoyed me about Heather Gay... And I saw it kind of come back in this last episode.
2: So she, my yeah, she thing is, me. I think she
0: lost a lot of people.
2: My thing isn't her holier than thou. My thing is her chronic people pleasing that she needs to work out in therapy. I guess like, that, she has to work that I out. in I interpret in therapy. It like,
0: as holier than thou, but it's the same thing. Yeah, n-
2: like her thing is getting the fans to love her. Like her thing is getting to be a fan favorite. I talked about this on the mic before after the first BravoCon that we went to, not the most recent one, the one the year before, where we were at the Salt Lake panel and this one person went up and was like, "Heather, you are like a rainbow with butterflies and all of us love you." Yeah. And the girl was like crying on the mic and Heather got a standing ovation. This was before the black eye situation. Okay. She was literally like fan favorite. People looked at her as relatable. People were like, Oh, I love you. Blah, 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 blah. And then the black eye situation and people got so fed up with her. And season three, people were just annoyed with her. And I think this takedown of reality. Vontese was a scheme that Heather made up to come <laughs> at us with the with bullshit. bullshit. Like, I think it was like, which, listen i two things again two things can be true at once i was gagging for the receipts proof timeline everything she had a great performance she did phenomenal she did phenomenal yeah work. she had a she did phenomenal season. investigative work but like i never loved it because she was like this like Mm, alexander the great of housewives like that she's like this hero like that i i that's not why i liked it i liked it because it was like a great arc and like a performance and i thought she had released the shackles of being a people person or people pleaser and she hasn't and it sh- it's showing evidently now and i th- I don't think that. i think she's jealous of monica i'm gonna be real i think she's jealous. i of
0: i don't know if she's jealous of monica but i do think well
2: I think she's jealous of the p- fan perception of Monica. That's yeah, for sure. Okay. This is the thing. So you,
0: you know, you call it, I call it holier than thou. You call it people pleasing. I think both of these things kind of fall under the umbrella of she has martyr syndrome. She's someone who she nails herself to the cross. She's like, I've been abused by Jen for years, and I'm not gonna let that happen again. She kind of is like, like Heather Gay is the victim in her own story. And this is something that's annoyed me about her every season. I mean, even her heady dramas with Whitney have always felt to me like Heather is kind of hanging herself up on the cross. Like, you've done this thing to me, and I have to fight back. And I just... It's always been irritating. Lately, this season, I just saw more of like the chill, fun side of her. And I think everyone did. And I have to say, either way, Heather Gay has become Heather slay. Because when I... Saw her on that Instagram today. Mama is eating down. Like, you know, maybe she can get
2: a little mother for me here and there. Like a little bit. She's. I'm not giving her mother, but I'm not going to say that she looks bad. She looks great. She looks phenomenal. Whatever doctors, whoever she went and saw and got her face done with, she looks phenomenal. Like she truly looks better than ever. But I'm just like annoyed. And I'm annoyed oh, yeah. at like, I don't like. And and again, Monica also fired herself. It's not just Heather Gay's fault. Like, I also will say, like, I'm not saying that Monica not returning is all because of Heather Gay. It's definitely a mixture of the two. Like, Monica, if she played her cards right, Lisa Barlow, this is the one thing that Lisa Barlow is right on the nose with Monica, Mm -hmm. is Monica doesn't know how to argue. Monica is, like, really fun, and like, she's funny, she's got great confessionals, and she is dramatic, but, like, it's kind of like um this is no shade. well this is shade to my little brother (laughs) but like whenever me and my little brother um would get into arguments there's people that you would get into arguments with and like i'm a wordsmith when i'm fighting with you I'm
0: i'm an assassin
2: when i'm fighting with you i can cut you down like hard i can make you feel like scum of the earth with like my words there's some people that just are like you're ugly you're ugly. You're it's ugly, like a, and it's like it's okay. Like a, it's like, like, like all right. Like, sure, type of fighting. Yeah, it's like you okay. Like let's come up with something really good. The best read that Monica did uh, during the whole season, where it was this type of reading, was at the sound bath when she looked at Lisa and was like, there are so many different types of um things in the brain and smarts in the brain and street smart is one of the best ones and you don't have it. And you're jealous. She said it way better than mm-hmm. I'm saying it right now, but like the way that she said it was like, so articulate, so perfect. It was a sleigh, And yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate because if, if Monica was really like smart about coming back and I think that she was trying to pivot towards the end, when she tried to sympathize and try to relate to Heather with like an abuse victim, um, yeah, like bond, uh and Lisa was like, "What about me? What about me?" Of course, of <laughs> uh, course. And she's like, "She's like, I'm talking about physical abuse from Jen Shaw. I don't know if like you have." She's like, "Well, she almost like attacked me on a bus, but I guess that doesn't count." No, <laughs> um, <She's> so... <laughs> but like, but yeah. So like, I think that was the only time when when Monica really made an effort to kind of be like, okay, I got to save my ass here. Like I have to kind of, you know, and her pride got in the way of it. Like if she would have just came in and been like, you know what? I'm sorry. I think she got frustrated because I do think that she was starting off that way. I think she was being like, we weren't saying this about you. And it's true. Like I'm confused with all this. And and I I don't know. I, I brought this up. I literally guys, I flew into Chicago just to watch the Salt Lake reunion with Reed and Maddie. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> I literally was like, "I'm off. Uh, I'll just fly into Chicago." That's,
0: that's the benefit of working for an airline, baby. Yeah, it
2: Wait, was super it fun. I was like, "All right, I'll be there soon." And like, we had a great little night. It was fun. We got to see Elvis and his boyfriend, and some of our friends. And it was a really fun night. Uh, but what was I saying here? So like, Monica like went at like I think she was going into it trying to explain herself but i think she got frustrated because i watched the reunion again today and these women would not let her talk they did it and then and, and and i think that was where she started getting frustrated and she started just spewing out insults and like digging her grave and i think heather and lisa i love lisa down i love lisa down But I think they wanted her to dig that grave. I think they wanted to antagonize her, and they knew that it was going to be very easy to push those buttons with Monica.
0: Yeah, I think that Monica really did come in with the intention of like, trying to make some positive headway with these ladies. And I do think, you know, I've said on the podcast before that I think because she has this toxic relationship with her mother, and there's a lot of trauma there, you know... Uh, in therapy you learn about like we all have an inner child and things bring our inner child out and i think that a lot of times when we see monica on camera fighting with her mom even it's 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 child monica that's taken over her body because that's like that's how what her mom kind of elicits from her and i feel like these women also elicit child monica that's why maybe it doesn't feel like her arguing is very sophisticated and she kind of like runs into her own way she's her own barrier to being a good reader because she just gets mad and goes shut up you benchwarming bitch like which was a little bit of an e but i know she rehearsed that beforehand but i saw monica say i think it was on instagram zach to your point she said i was not in a place where i wanted to say sorry by the end of that because i knew i needed to say sorry and i want to eventually but in that moment they were not Listening to anything I was saying, they had made up their minds before they walked into that room. She said, Look at Heather in comparison. Heather sat there, admitted to her fault, cried. Those women stood up and gave her a hug. When you're being given a hug, of course it's easy to say, I'm so sorry. But I wasn't being, she's like, they didn't make that environment for me. It wasn't a safe space for me like it was for Heather for me to genuinely say, I'm sorry. And so I, I think that's very fair um, because yes, Heather did also have to apologize for something and they allow they gave Heather the space to do that. They didn't give Monica that space.
2: Here's where the women are like losing me, especially Heather. And it's like the things I was waiting to see when, when Reality Vontice came out, when that, that finale came out and they're talking about this account been attacking them. Attacking them, and there were victims of this account for years. I was hoping to see in the reunion what these attacks were received. And so, proof. So, we did see what the attacks were. And I'm like, Am I missing something? Am I not in on the joke here? Or, like, what is going on? Because what I saw, and I understand, like, the tags, like, was a lot, like, being like, I don't want to, we don't on our page, we, it's, Just interesting watching this all unfold when you are running a Bravo account. Okay, so like on our page, like we do not tag housewives or Bravo webs unless it is something positive about them. And if anyone is in our comments and tags and says something super negative about that housewife, uh, we delete the comment. Yeah, And if it's it's a repeat offender, we will block you. Like like we will block you with the swiftness because we are blocked by Crystal Kung Minkoff because... And Phaedra! We're blocked by Phaedra? Oh, are we not? I don't. Th- I didn't think we were blocked by Phaedra. I think Phaedra
0: blocked us a very long time ago for something that we posted before. I- before I joined, I want to say so. Uh... There's
2: no way that Phaedra has us blocked. We're blocked by Lisa Rina because Lisa just blocked every like Bravo account. But um, I don't think that we're blocked by Phaedra. That would be news to me. And I would be uh, very we're upset. Blocked. We're not blocked by Phaedra. Don't scare me. You gave me what? a damn heart attack. I was <laughs> you like, just, you just made that up. You just made that up. Like, seriously gave me a heart attack. But anyways, so I understand Lord, like I being tagged. It. I understand being tagged is kind of excessive and annoying. And you wouldn't want to see that written about you. But they were all reshares of things that Jen was saying about them. Like there were, it wasn't anything that the account was going like, uh, Heather, you're Shrek, Heather, you are Shrek. Oh, look at Shrek. Ha ha ha. Lisa Barlow, blah, 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 blah bitch, blah, blah, blah. They, it, it wasn't anything like that. It was all these like text messages and reposts of things of Jen, that, like, calling, Jen, Shrek. Of Jen calling them these slurs, Jen saying these names, Jen saying all these things. And so, I, and then, and then this is what's killing me, Reed, is and this is where I I'm like Heather you lost me. You lost me girl. You lost me. All right. One, you're not telling us the truth about the black guy still. Still, okay? And you can it, just say if you're not going to tell us the truth then then say us like say I don't want to get sued right now. I know that Heather or I know that Jen is like locked up and like I shouldn't be this afraid but like she's still on her burner account oh, or she's a black style and like saying stuff. But Heather said on I don't know if it was watch what happens live or she said something where she was like, "And I hope Jen is happy that we took her down, or something." It, it's it was something along the lines of like that we yeah. got her, that we got sure. her. And I watch like, what happens
0: live. Andy's like, "What would you say to Jen if she saw if she's watching?"
2: I'm like, "What?" I was like, "So you That's what are you're upset?" Away from I was this? like, "So you are upset with this account for resharing posts that Jen Shaw said about you, and then Jen Shaw punched you in your goddamn face. You covered up for her." You're mad at this account for sharing the stuff that Jen said about you. You got this girl off the show successfully, and then you're hope you you still hope that like Jen Shaw's. Pro- it is like the most toxic relationship it's I've Stockholm ever seen. In Matt life. As
0: hell, but Zach, now I, you saying earlier that she's jealous of Monica. I think I I'm starting to see what you mean because as you were saying all that, I was thinking, oh my god. Heather's jealous of Monica because Monica had the balls to like stand up to Jen and fucking take her down with her friends through this reality Montez account. She's everything Heather never could be. Like mm-hmm. Heather was so, was too scared to even talk about the black eye. And then Monica's over here, like truly, you know, she says, You're not the hero in this story, Monica. But I think the truth is, she does think Monica is the
2: hero in this story and she hates it because it's not her. And just like Monica said, you're the clown in this story. And I think that <laughs> there's a clown in this story. I'm sorry, but guys, I don't want you to think that I'm just like this, like blind Monica Stan. Okay. No. Like, I think that the girl is a liar. She fired herself. <laughs> Okay, It was yeah, so it, she fired herself, <laughs> but like, but that's what I like. I've, I, that's what I like on reality television. I don't. I'm not watching like a docu series where I'm trying to like love these people and like they. Will, I want them to be my role models. Like I want good reality television, and they finally like really had this like solid like newbie. Like yeah. we haven't seen a newbie like this since like Kenya Moore, Brandy. Like we no. haven't seen a newbie like this, and so it was so good to like watch. But like Monica, like I mean, even with with the like. <laughs> I was howling the entire time when she was like, the way they cut it up, me and Angie K, me and Angie Castanavis were laughing. We were laughing our asses off at Monica. I'm sorry. Like, when Monica was like, you're such an asshole. And Angie's like clapping. Like, like it was so funny. But like, Monica going like, I didn't do drive-bys. I didn't like stalk her. I, I, I didn't stalk her. And then they're like, and then it's literally like they pull out this voice memo and she's like, I'm going to go drive past oh my gosh she's got a range rover The range no, rover cuts, and, and, then, going, and then it cuts to so like bitch. and then it's the, the, <laughs> the video they cut to the video where she's like in the car she's got the binoculars she's like stick out bitch stick out bitch i was like, like this literally- is it a-
0: she goes, guys. I never did that. Steak out, bitch. it was. Like-
2: and, then, and then when they're driving past the house, and she's like, Oh man, her house is bougie. And the guy that's in the car with her is like, Rotten prison, bitch. like it was like, it was literally like an SNL sketch. Like, I hope everyone knows that I don't stand Monica because I think that she is like the pillar of Salt Lake, as Angie gets today was say, do. and that she's like. She needs she's like the most moral and she took down the evil villain and she's so right in everything. I think she's wrong in a lot of the ways that she went about things. And I think that she's a deeply troubled girl, but I love her. She's great reality television. Like that kind of like delusion. I love that kind of delusion on Housewives where it's like, I didn't do that. And then it immediately, immediately cuts to a video with her with binoculars, going, take out, bitch. Like that is so
0: funny. Even when she like said what she said to the producers to get cast and then they put the actual email on the screen and it didn't say any of that yeah she's a liar
2: she's such a liar she's
0: allergic to telling the truth and it's really funny and i it's like it's not unlike um like a Sheree whitfield or a karen huger when they just keep lying when it's clear they're lying i don't know i just find it so it's camp i (laughs) like The way that when Angie K calls her a low brow rat, and Monica had nothing to, Monica had everything to gain. And nothing to lose.
2: <laughs> and this is my, one of my favorite parts of the year. Little interview. brown rat. I'd rather sit here than sit there and be a fucking low fucking brown rat out of the fucking sewer. Brown okay. rat? Bro! Low, low brown rat. Low Stop brow. trying to bring No, to she shit. said low brown. No, You're such a scum. You I okay. sit here because no, okay. I'm okay. integral. You are seriously Little brown rat. Wow. Did you just say wow. brown rat? She's like, and then, and then Angie, Row! I said brow
0: and Andy's like she she said brow he's like we're not doing this and she goes you know who you are you know who you are she wanted she was going down with that she kept she kept
2: going with it she's like you're so gross you're You're disgusting you're so disgusting at that point (laughs) like Angie literally clarified it was like brow rat like there's like that's a saying like we're like low brow you know like that's clearly what Angie said but Monica was like going to twist it any way that she could. And it was hilarious to watch. <laughs> the other thing that was like, say it so like Monica, like Oof, that burn book, mama, that okay, burn so book. I, okay. I, I do think it was like camp in a way, but I think it was a flop, but it's so, no, the, it, the,
0: it was a flop. And I do think that, I was going to say that overall, this episode is was very underwhelming. Like we didn't get, I wanted more revelations and more tea about reality von Tees, and we didn't get it. I wanted more clarity on the black eye and we didn't get it. I wanted more resolution between her and the ladies and to know if she's going to come back and we didn't get that either. And obviously we found out the news before the reunion, but like the reunion itself doesn't really convey like what the future holds for them. Everything about this third part I wanted it to be like Emmy award winning and it just, it fell flat and the burn book was a perfect example of that. See,
2: for me, um, I obviously like, yes, like revelation wise, like I don't think we got the answers that we wanted. Uh, and I don't think it was like anything that was better than, the finale, but I think overall this is one of the best three part reunions in Housewives history for me. Like I just think like it was entertaining from start to finish. Oh like, there yeah, there wasn't a boring part. The the side conversations on the on the couches like from from them churning butter and Whitney was like you really liked that butter Meredith and she said I was obsessed and then like she like I churned the butter. I took it to restaurants and I had them plate the butter for me that I turned like, that is just like, I don't know. I just find that so funny when Monica brought out the burn book and Heather gives us a new, Oh, that's not. And she's like, Oh. Oh, Andy, that's not. And then, and then Monica's just like this. (laughs) <laughs> and like her face like she's just like grinning from ear to ear in like the most awkward way Angie Kestinev like dying of laughter on the couch just laughing at Monica's lies like there was just so many like moments the whole impression segment where they did the Whitney impression and you could tell that like Mary just wanted to get like a whack in she's like she's like Meredith 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 and she was just doing that Whitney impression Angie Kestinev um and I, I keep saying Kestinev but Angie, I, I think I just love being like, this the cast Nevis family. Um, but Angie Kay's like Meredith impression where she's like, the, room is the best. she just went, she it sounded nothing like Meredith, but it was just so much more intense. I, cast them all on SNL. I, I just like I think this whole cast is funny. And that's where also I want to say, because everyone's like, oh, Monica's fired back to not watching, the show's a flop, the show's a flop. Like these women are great TV. All of them are great TV. I think they're all very entertaining in their own way even i don't like heather but i understand what heather brings to the show and i do like her for the show and i think she's entertaining in her own right and also salt lake is filled to the brim with crazies i think they're gonna find two more crazies i think it's gonna be fine i don't think that salt lake is gonna suffer that much but it is like one of those like lightning in a bottle things like monica is one of those once in a lifetime reality television personalities
0: i was gonna say earlier when you said how good of casting she was not to discount Angie K either. I actually think what made this cast so special was that you had the core four and then you had two. And one was this brand new girl and then one was like kind of new but she was she is a friend of the last season and they there, I think that the, them together made this the perfect and then Mary as friend of it was the perfect like every ingredient was exactly the the measurement that the recipe like calls for. Like no over they didn't overdo a dollop of Mary. They didn't
2: <laughs> not a dollop of They Mary.
0: <laughs> they, they did it. They didn't give us, you know, a sprinkling of of Jenny. It wasn't any there was no, there was not a single piece of this chem, this chemical compound that was, you know, unstable. It was perfect. And so next season, it's gonna be hard for me to see while well, I do think Angie K earned her place. It's gonna be hard for me to see her, and with with without the Monica as well. Like I feel like they both should be there, and that's what sucks. I think
2: that Aunt Gk provides like a camp, funny aloofness to it that we've needed. Okay, I think that Mary provides that like comedic relief. She's just so unhinged. Like, do I like Mary as a person? No. Do I love her as a reality television mm-hmm. personality? Yes, a thousand times. Yes. Like we were like sitting on the um couch watching the reunion and maddie and elvis were like when mary's segment was over they're like all right bye mary get her off get her off and i'm like no i actually think she's really funny because she is no just like her. i had no issue with her like i enjoyed like, her I, I enjoyed her do, do i think that she's wrong in literally everything that she says yes Yes, I think well, she's totally wrong. She does not live... It's so off base. She, she does, does not, not live, live on this in earth. in the same world that we all no. live in. Just, but like, <laughs> she is hilarious. You can't deny she's hilarious. She, there's just no one like her. And here's the thing that they're going to need to do. And here I go again. I'm starting. They're going to need to find a new villain. They're going to need to hire... Villain. Like, whoever they're casting, whoever they are casting, has to be a firecracker. They have to bring in someone... Like a Kenya Moore, they have to bring in a Brandi Glanville. They have to bring someone of that like caliber because that's what Monica provided. And that's why it was so good. And that's why and most g- housewives ja provided
0: that too. Like you have to have someone who's willing to like g- be get, the get villain.
2: Great. And that's, that's, we talk about roles on this podcast all the time. Monica played the villain, but she also played that like, kind of like trying to enter the social elite circle like kind of poorer you know like and we've said that like that kind of housewife like eats, like danielle Staub was like kind of that housewife like brady glanville she was kind of that housewife like they 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 kinda they don't got a lot to lose and so they're punching you know they're, they're punching hard they actually
0: they actually do typically have a short shelf life because oh they have they're, such a short shelf there they they're put an, themselves on an island well they're an apex predator and they they come in and they eat all the The resources, like the the nature can't have them around. Like they have to get out. That's, you know, the meteor destroyed the dinosaurs. Like Mother Nature always finds a way. And I feel like when you get a Brandy or a Daniel Staub or a Monica or just someone like that, they are iconic, but they're not sustainable. And that is okay. It's okay for a housewife to have a short shelf life. And that's what I have kind of come to terms with about Monica. I'm thankful that they're not talking about her departure in finite terms. And I think that there definitely is a future for her. I know I'm very DeLulu here, but um, one of the Monica Stan accounts that I really enjoy was saying, and when Monica appears on House of Villains season two, Traitors season three and Ultimate Girls Trip all in 2024, what then? Or, yeah, then 2025, And like, obviously the big, there's no one's getting the big three in, in the same year but I was thinking about how iconic it would be if she was on all three of those in a row.
2: Like, she it would be iconic. And,
0: and she could it, do well on any of those formats. So I want to see her on all of them. Um, But maybe also she would
2: eventually strike out. And Like, I understand. Like, I'm not delusional. Like, I understand why these women would be weary of wanting to, like, bring her in. And, like, film with her, okay? Um, So, I, like, think that the cooling off period is, like, good. And I do think that, like, I think production just knows that some of the women are weaker than others when it comes to, like, their feelings towards Monica. Like, I think they know that they can crack... Uh, Whitney, yeah, like, wait, wait. Angie, and maybe even Meredith. Meredith has like forgiven. Like, I mean, Meredith forgave Lisa after she called her like a garbage whore and fucks up from New York and like everything like that. I just, I think, I, just, I think I, that's worse, actually. I do too, because she actually that was like one. Okay, that's like your like best friend who like said it. Like, and listen, I'm a bar, I'm a bar lover, I'm a bar lover. Okay, but like it, it I think it was worse. Like, I think it was worse. I think that. I think it so was. I think worse. someone. I think someone punching you in the eye is worse. Okay. I think because- like.
0: Okay, because a hot mic moment like that is the equivalent of a voice note that Monica sent her friends. But the difference is, Monica's voice note was never meant to leave that friend's group chat. It's Tanisha's fault that it did. The fact that Lisa Barlow's words carried themselves over the airwaves of her microphone onto the network, she that's worse.
2: That's worse. That's worse. To to me, it's just, I don't think that the punishment like fits the crime too much. It doesn't. I I just think it's really like weird. And I, and I understand Monica's frustration of being like, what the heck? Like, why are you guys still defending like this? Are you guys like not happy that I took this criminal down who ruined all these people's lives? Like, yeah, like she, she, I think it's, it is. Okay. It's poetic. It, it It is crazy that she had um Jen's house bugged like that uh,
0: would that would give I, me that would give me pause. This is what I'm talking about when I say this episode left so much to be desired. I want to understand exactly why Jen asked you to put her security cameras in your name. I just want to know. I, it's not that I don't believe you because I could see Jen doing some weird shit like that. But they don't give us the detail. And maybe I know they're there. You know, Mo said it's a 15 hour day. Maybe there, maybe all that stuff is on the tape somewhere, and the and the edit just didn't give us the, the the answers we want. But I, I wanted so much more detail, Zach, than we got, and that is kind of where I'm at with the end of Salt Lake. They they had a really strong season. Their ratings didn't reflect it, but at the end, their ratings started spiking because of the craze, the scandaval esque craze of it all, and I think a lot of people tuned into that part three. That maybe weren't tuning in all season long, and if I were those people, I'd be like, "Oh, damn! I was expecting a little bit more." This is what Housewives is, you know. Like, it was good,
2: but I think people wanted more, and we deserved a little more. I think I understand, but blame Heather Gay. I don't know. Listen, (laughs) to quote, I'm sorry. That's true.
0: Hashtag, (laughs) hashtag. Heather lied. Monica died. T
2: (laughs) T. Tea. i just like i think it is i think it's crazy that she knows and she's still like not telling us and and if if you're not telling us like say why you're not telling us say why you're not telling us god damn it it is like so annoying like when she's like yeah jen did it to me oh uh, okay all right go girl so give us nothing go, go off give us nothing like yeah we all know that jen did it to you but how where you accidentally like fooling around, an and argument. then was like, it was it an argument? She clocked you in the face. Like what happened? And then like those clips, like where she's like, you can tell like Heather's like excited to cover it up for her. She's like, oh, we're we got this girl, we got the you know like, and it's just such weird behavior. And then you're still saying that you're like, I'm never doing this again. I'm not in the grapples of any. Then tell us, goddamn it, because it still feels like you are. And then you're on Watch What Happens Live, and you're like. And I hope that she saw and we, we got her out and it's like, you're weird. You're actually so weird. You're actually so weird. And so that's why I have a little bit more compassion for Monica, like in this whole like sense. And I'm like, Heather, like you like, you did something really bad. And then she was like joking about it. And Andy was like, that actually wasn't funny. I was actually like loving Andy, holding her feet to the fire. I actually did. He was like, no, like you were putting people's jobs at risk. You were doing all these things. See, and, and now you're saying that it was humor. And she's like, well, there were jokes, Andy. They were all just like, it could have been a million things. And, and I was like, and he's like, no, Heather, like what you're not understanding. That wasn't a joke. That was not a joke. You, there was lawyers Bravo, involved. There was an investigation involved. There's an HR yeah. situation.
0: Ultimate Girls Five. I think Bravo is kind of being like, we need to, you know what it reminds me of a little bit. I, I used to be a, news, a, local, a local news reporter, y'all. I was a local news reporter during the Trump during the 2016 election and Trump supporters were so awful to the media. I was spat on. I was pushed. My camera was knocked out of my hand. I was called on my days off and screamed at for being like a Hillary Clinton, like, like or whatever, you know what I mean? It was just so much, so much. And I feel like housewives and Bravo loves in general might be getting a little too comfortable blaming the behind the scenes people when it's convenient and it's now costing people their livelihoods, their paychecks. And I think that Andy and everybody else is kind of realizing we have to kind of let these people know they can't just be doing that. I mean, look at what happened with ultimate girls trip, that concierge or whatever, who said he was inappropriately touched it. That, that was that was thrown out of court. Um, We don't know what's going to happen with Caroline Manzo and Brandy Glanville, but, almost everybody is on Brandy's side that it didn't go down like that. And then I think here is another example of where Andy was like, okay, enough is enough. You can't just say that production gave you a
2: black eye. Like someone literally could have lost their fucking job. Yeah. And, and it's not even like, you can't just say that. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. And she was like handling it. Like it was like humor. And I'm like, you're not laugh. Ha ha funny. This isn't laugh. Ha ha funny. And Monica didn't do that kind of shit. Monica ran a Finsta. She ran a Finsta. Like let's, re, like let's call. By a spade, the way, a spade. Who's
0: running it now? Because on on the big night, the re, the official reality T's Twitter was like, hashtag save Monica. I'm like, who's
2: who, Tanisha? <laughs> a new A, a new Ratisha? A. I don't know. And and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that doesn't make any sense. You don't want to work with Monica. You don't want to talk to her you want nothing to do with this girl and tanisha who in my opinion looks like she's holding all the cards i the think root, that she's the, the, root the of all I, I think she's the head of the snake i think that she was like the one like really like masterminding th- stuff like i think that monica was just like excited like she was like yeah let's go take down jen ha 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 like i don't think monica was like the big like mastermind behind it Tanisha obviously had a folder of like files. She kept every she she said the keep shade. voice note, keep voice note, keep voice note. You don't got to keep voice notes. Voice notes delete. Why are you and keeping pick all up those? A lot of space she, on your phone. She kept all of those, but guess who is still doing Heather Gay's hair? Tanisha. Tanisha. Why is she still doing your hair? I mean, well, I can see why actually. You looked great on Watch What Happens Live. She did, look but really like great. she looked phenomenal. But that's my point. Is like. Tanisha's not not um, taking your fan number one fan spot on the show. That's why, in my opinion, and we'll that's my opinion. See,
0: we'll have to see what season five has in store. I know you loved season three, but
2: I, I did. Okay, Reed, Don't put words in my mouth. Well, you okay? just
0: look at you look at this whole franchise with I think very rose colored glasses. No, but I will give. No, you, I, I. Oh
2: my god! Wait, can I defend myself? I. I no, feel like let
0: you're... me finish first. Let me finish first because. I just got my friend Brant into Salt Lake. I didn't think that he would go back and watch everything from the beginning, but he decided to. And he was like, I read, I'm fucking obsessed. I've already zoomed through the first two seasons. And that was kind of when I realized maybe I'm being, maybe I'm too harsh. And maybe like Zach has a great point that it actually is, a, a even in its early days, had a lot of promise. And, and And I think that you are right, Zach. I think that you're right that Salt Lake is something special. But I just think season three was a low point and i don't think you're willing to to say that quite so explicitly
2: all right my turn your honor like thank you thank you thank you for now i have the floor season one was one of the best friend freshman friend like freshman seasons you smell like hospital on the first episode like you like There's certain freshman seasons that are just like okay, like they're whatever. Like Dubai is not a good freshman season; it's like an average freshman season. Like they, a lot of freshman seasons are just kind of normal. But then you have, in my opinion, the holy trinity of freshman seasons are the Real Housewives of New Jersey, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Those all were very entertaining. They were all very polarizing TV. You had these cast of characters that were like wild and everything like that, and you just like knew it had promise. It had really good, it had moments. Everyone after season one was going, I love that. I love that. Everyone after season one was going like, I'm disengaging. Thank you. I'm disengaging. Mm -hmm. Everyone was saying, you smell like hospital. Everyone was saying the taglines. Everyone knew that this like had something special to it. There was the fight in Vegas. Like it was just all very good. Then you had season two, which we have never seen someone like the FBI has never shown up on reality television like that. It was just polarizing TV. We were all glued to our screens. It was long. I will say it was long, but like your friend, I would talk to your friend. He obviously just binged it. I think it works better as a binge. I I think you're right. I I feel like we were fatigued live season three. Definitely did not measure up to seasons one and two. And I would say that season three was a weaker season, but overall, and then season four is just like polarizing television. Phenomenal. So as a whole, I think when I look at these franchises and I rate them, I look at them as like a body of work and like Salt Lake as a body of work is really good. It has one kink where like, same thing with like Roni. I like look mm. at it as like the, the tenure of Roni is phenomenal and amazing. And they had that flop really bad season and then it got completely scrapped. Now there's other franchises that people stand and they've had consecutive bad seasons all right orange county has had consecutive bad seasons they don't talk about the first four seasons of orange county because they were like boring and it was like the well, it, first was just different, era. it was the er- first era of reality television then you had the golden era then you had their flop era and that flop era lasted like a good five seasons okay it was like pretty bad then beverly hills goes through its mut- many slumps we're in one right now so like when people like want to say that salt lake was such a bad show i'm like shut the fuck up actually like it's and then they're like oh my gosh it's gonna be terrible it's gonna be awful like now that monica's not on it it's gonna be awful i'm like no guys stop being so but, goddamn dramatic but you guys I, they said the exact same thing about this coming season they're like Ooh, no one was excited for salt lake to i wasn't excited
0: no i listen this is the thing i feel like i am so good at being like hey i was wrong or zach i hear you and then
2: zach over here is just like yeah anyway so i'm vindicated and nothing's wrong I literally just said that their, that, that, season, that season three is their weakest season, and it's not that good of a season. Okay, like I wouldn't. I like. I I can't. like oh. I'm, I'm not. There's to me. I'm like, if I'm recommending seasons for people to watch, I'm not saying you have to watch season three. It's like iconic television. I just like it because it's a comfort show for me. Like just like how you said, last Please. season of Potomac wasn't its best, but you were like, I could watch these women paint the walls and clearly you can't because you're not even watching season a of the House of Potomac. I am so, like,
0: watching it. I watch it every Sunday. Barely I, I'm not covering barely, it. Yeah, I, barely I'm definitely scrolling my phone. Um so if you agree that season three was its weak point. hundred percent. Then I think you can't really say people are being dramatic for being worried about season five because they're they literally took the thing out that made season four different from season three. They took her out. So And obviously Jen was in season three too, but like I'm seeing a lot of people are like, oh, we got to bring Angie H back. We got to bring Dana back. Careful, careful because this, this chemistry didn't work
2: on season three. What makes you think it's going to work on season five? We no, I want new, I want new blood. Uh, I want new blood and I need a villain, but like, I'm just saying like, I hate when people are just like, like manifesting things to suck.
0: Yeah. Like they're like,
2: you know, like, and, and like, Going from one extreme to the next, like Salt Lake is the best show on TV. Oh, not watching it anymore because Monica's not on it. Like when we were quoting the rumors and the nastiness all season, we were qu- we were talking about Lisa Barlow's ring. We were talking about Mary Cosby and Heather Gay. We talked about Heather Gay's monologue performance at the end. We talked about Angie Kay being camped the entire season. Like you're talking about all these moments with all these Housewives and everything like that that are all a part of the cast that all like made the moment like made the season good. Like I think. The reason why the season worked is because everyone showed up to work. Everyone was good. Everyone clocked in. Everyone was good. And so but I don't. want like I understand. Said, it was the
0: uh, no. Everyone was good, but like I said earlier, it's like a it's like a recipe, right? And you get every little ingredient right. And if Monica, Monica's like the sugar, right? You're making your cake. Cake, you can't have cake without sugar. So how
2: well, do you how can do we, if you have diabetes? <laughs>
0: So I just they need they need they need to make sure they get the ingredients right for season five. But I have hope and I'm not one of those fans who's like, I'm not watching. I also want to say before we segue, because we've been on this for way too long. I also want to say, though, that I think another reason I don't appreciate the the early seasons of Salt Lake the way you do is because you and I were on such different sides of the spectrum of our housewives journey when when we watched Salt Lake. So for you, you've been a housewives fan for so long And you saw like Roni tees and you saw all these things in it early on. I don't know if you remember this, Zach, but I had never seen Housewives before when I watched season one of Salt Lake. It was my very first ever Housewives experience. And then later going to watch all of Potomac and Beverly Hills and then Miami and Roni, I just, I had more fun with them than at that point I had had with Salt Lake. And so I think for me, maybe it being my first is why I have a slightly different interpretation of it than someone who, cause you always say this is a pair. Th- this show is a parody of housewives. Well, you can't really appreciate it for being a parody of housewives. If you don't know housewives. And I did. But
2: also to your point, I had seen, I knew what made a great housewives cast. Yeah. Like I know what makes a good housewives cast. More so when, so when I watched how, when I watched Salt Lake for the first time, i i saw the vision i knew right I that's like, what this yeah, is why I, this is why they cast around these women have. like this is great this is great television this is going to be polarizing jen shaw as a character and then when like all the skeletons began to came out of the closet i was like damn they're just the show is just making itself yeah it's perfect yeah so i just think that and we're chronically online so we see like the craziest op- opinions you know and i wouldn't have it any other way and so it's one of those things, but I just, I, you can never make me hate Salt Lake. You will never make me hate. Salt Lake. I'm not going to hate them either. You know? Well, anyways, that is our real housewives of Salt Lake city recap. What a phenomenal fucking season. It was, I look forward to season five and these are my favorite women on television. I'm sorry. I just have to be honest. They're my favorite women on television. I love them down. So uh, now that we have recapped Salt Lake, let's get into the real housewives of Beverly Hills.
1: you need people to think
2: that you're better than them i don't need anything she it, yeah. no but then that's, she that's does. all i've seen and then the, like does. the that's not that's all you have seen? I've, I've met you six times in my crystal, life Crystal, that doesn't matter give me an it's what you've of when. shown me give me an example Crystal, of when i think i you, act like i'm better than you well right give me now an example. well right now i think you do because you okay, are so always you're not give being honest example. you're not being so give me another example with crystal give me another example
1: Obviously, there's something about Anna Marie that provokes Crystal because Crystal is usually someone who's very reserved with her thoughts and feelings. I've never seen her have a response to someone like this. I think that Anna Marie and Crystal need to talk alone so I don't have to hear her any of it.
2: Do you think I would call myself a socialite? But it goes back to like... Let me ask her a question. Stop talking. You need people to think that you're better than them. Okay, I don't...
1: I need that? Okay. Yeah, that goes back to like your insecurity thing, Crystal. The girl who calls herself a doctor who's a nurse. See? A nut. Anna Marie says that she wants to bring lightness and fun to wherever she goes. But actually what she does is
2: she's antagonistic, she's combative, and she's very divisive. So bring it down or not? Do not tell me to bring so it down. You're acting no, like a hormonal no, teenager. Is. Oh, my God. Okay, don't make the little people come out. <laughs> you know what else I want from you? I
0: want to thank you for, for giving what? you something to talk about and making your ass relevant.
1: Oh,
2: God. All right, guys, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So the women are going on their cast trip to Spain. They are going to Barcelona. 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 Barcelona uh so the episode starts out with all the women getting ready i love the moment where sutton was like working with her assistant and she was like and no plastic hangers she had totally like a joan crawford like mommy dearest moment <laughs> no plastic hangers i was like this is so like meta no wired hangers Ella! if you all get that reference you're gay i'd be Sorry scared to break her, it to you <laughs> but
0: i'd be scared if i worked for sutton
2: i would be too um but I love Sutton down. I feel like I feel like she would like me. I feel like we would have a key. I, she, I
0: just she'd bully us, but she would be she'd
2: be nice at times too. She'd be a so, benevolent a benevolent mother. So, Reed, what do you think of Sutton bringing this man's ashes to Spain? <laughs> <laughs> okay, like
0: honestly. I don't have to say anything. That right there is all you need to say. It's like, it's Sutton. Like, why did she do this?
2: I, um... (laughs) To be honest, this episode was a little bit of a snooze to me. It was a little bit of a snooze to me as well, but, like, I'd say the standout moments were, like, Sutton in this man's ashes, uh, Crystal versus Anne-Marie, and Mm -hmm. then Erica talking about the diamond earrings and stuff so let's talk about so they get to they get to spain they get into this haunted airbnb they're all scared of the little people (laughs) If, if, if 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 the host i'm like little people what the fuck is she talking about like she's like there's the little people i was like the little people like that reminds me of like um you know like those movies in the early aughts like scary movie or like epic movie or like this superhero movie. I loved all those and it, or like And it was like the the scary movies. Like they'd have that one little person. Do you know who I'm talking about? He was in like the, um, the like bad Santa movie, I think. Or do you know what I'm, do you know who I'm talking about? Maybe like, I like not, not Peter Dinklage. No, not Peter Dinklage.
0: He was an elf and that shook me. Cause I, I only thought I knew him from game of Thrones. No, oh my gosh, you didn't. See, I knew him and Elf before I knew. Well, was, like, I it's Game like Games. I didn't know who he was back then, but then going back and watching Elf, you're like, oh, that's Tyrion. But um,
2: yeah, like to me, I'm like just like it, it's like scary movie where like and watch out the little people and then like that <laughs> man walks out. You know, it's like who <laughs> Who are you talking about? Like, are you talking about a ghost? Are you talking about little kid ghosts, like a little kid going like, "Hi, where's my mommy?" You know, like, what are you, <laughs> what what are you referring to? The little people. I, if, I, if I was like Sutton's, like the little people, don't bring the little people out. Don't don't wake <laughs> the little people. I I just thought that was so funny. Um, also, I do have a question for you when it comes to this Airbnb and everything. Um, what are your thoughts on Chef Storm? I think he's sexy i would um I, I would i would uh sail through that storm oh that's a good one <laughs> i would i would voyage my way through that storm let's say i would um <laughs> I or would, he could voyage his way th- or he could i would weather <laughs> through we- me <laughs> i he would
0: could, listen i'd weather that storm
2: weather weather it down. leave
0: me weathered
2: and the girls were like what's that uh tiktok's on or it's like uh you know have you ever seen those tiktoks where it's like they went and saw a jacob alordi movie and they're like just saw that jacob alordi all of us after seeing that jacob alordi movie and it's just the kitties going (laughs) (laughs) they're like shaking like that was like erica sutton and garcelle like the the kitties were purring let's just put it that way they were they were purring like these women wanted this man so bad can we Uh, quickly say wait that just reminded me of something i don't know if you saw the
0: news but joe bradley from southern hospitality
2: i did see the news has
0: put his little relationship with danielle from summerhouse on pause after allegedly being all over countess Luann after their watch what happens live appearance try explaining that to a small victorian child and see if they understand what you're saying
2: see to me that's not um (laughs) to me that's not shocking because she, no, she the she has such a magnetism. Like she's like like even on she girl's is, trip. She's what I want to aspire to be. I aspire to be Count Countess Luann. And hear me out. When they talk about law of attraction and and creating an energy that is attractive, Luann is like the master of that. She has like she doesn't need to do anything. And men are just like. Oh, my God. Like, she is just, like, a magnet. She exudes an attractive energy. She and she was just, like, I think uh, on store, like, one of Betcha's, uh Bravo by Betch's posts today. Um, it was either today or yesterday. And she looked so hot. She looked so hot. And I was like, you know, Joe Bradley, go for it. Sorry, Danielle. Sorry, Danielle. I don't know what to. I think I don't know I what to tell you.
0: A lot of young straight men have that kind of fantasy, and I, Joe Bradley is like, I gotta take my chance. And honestly, like Countess Lu and that's a good one. That's a good one. I, better her than Sonia.
2: You know, um, I will say we met Joe Bradley in Vegas, oh, so and nice. um, he is super handsome. He's super nice. We met him at one of the clubs, and we were talking to him, had like a really nice conversation, and then I saw him like eyeing up my friend. Uh she, yeah, Britvo and, is fucking yeah, sexy. And he she is so sexy. Shout out to Britvo. Um, but like I saw her eyeing him up and I was like, Oh, I'm playing matchmaker tonight. I am I'm gonna like Sutton, I'm playing that matchmaker, whatever uh-huh. that matchmaker's name is. I was like, I'm gonna do it. So I was talking to Joe Bradley. I was like, Hey, I want you to meet my friend, like come over here. And like I introduced her to Britvo and she was flirting, and he was flirting, and we we almost took him to the gay club. But then they went to like some other bar. I don't think it would have like been. That. Yeah, I don't think that he. Um, yeah, think that he would go. He was down to go with us to the gay club, and it was. It would have been a key. But you know what? I think it worked out for the best because I wouldn't want Britvo to lose a man to Count, Countess Lu- Countess Luann. So, <laughs> honestly, if there's anybody that you should lose to, it's the Countess. <laughs> I know. I would just like. I'd be just, like, all right, never. take the L never
0: count out the countess
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is too much anyways back to the beverly hills sorry segment. one more one more she served him her kind all right go ahead girl okay <laughs> at, at child, anyways so um let's talk about the dinner Anne marie versus crystal Anne marie brings up <laughs> that the first time that she met crystal and this is where i'm just like Anne marie like you're this you make no sense to me like she doesn't she doesn't have the craft of like introducing a feud like she doesn't she can't segue her way in uh there was people on twitter being like you guys are all mad at Anne marie about bringing up sutton's esophagus but you weren't mad at sutton for talking about diana's miscarriage last season and i'm like no 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 no. you're missing the point well, i'm not mad at anne marie for bringing up the esophagus or like trying to spare i'm not here trying to spare sutton's feelings about the esophagus the esophagus story is so annoying and stupid it sucks it sucks it's just not a good it's just not a good feud it's not a good feud And so that's why I'm mad at Anne-Marie, and that's why I think that she's boring. And then her now trying to do this feud, it just seems so forced and just so unentertaining to me. She said that Crystal said that the girls were shallow, uneducated, um, not – they all think that they're socialites, but they're not really socialites. Um, She's the only socialite in the group. I'm sorry, but real quick, we I'm not letting y'all rewrite
0: history on what happened between Sutton and Diana. Oh my God. Diana go. had been- If such, I have to hear about- Diana had been such a bitch to Sutton already that Sutton and her had beef. And going into that situation, Sutton was drunk, which is not a good, ex- I know it's not an excuse, but she the, way, the reason she sounded like she was kind of mocked, because Diana was so dramatic and was making it sound like she was bedridden over something and Sutton didn't, Sutton didn't really believe her because Diana had given them reason to believe that she exacerbates things. And then I think Diana kind of made it about her miscarriage so that she, cause you can't go for her for that. And Sutton was a little like crass with the way she's like, Oh really? But I think being drunk and being as awkward as Sutton is, it didn't land right. Anne Marie in these settings is not drunk. She's not wasted. She's not sloshing around saying things that she's going to regret later. She's being antagonistic, sober and she's not doing a good job at it. To your point, the esophagus storyline isn't that interesting. But Sutton has not been the one to push it. And Marie has. So, sorry, I just
2: had to go off for a second. And even Sutton was like, I'm not even mad about the esophagus thing. Like, I'm mad that you called me, like, lonely and, like, like uh, yeah. sad and stuff. <laughs> and then even, like, Garza was like, yeah, that was, like, rude. Like, <laughs> that was rude. She's like, it, it just didn't, doesn't make sense. And I just don't think. And even remember last week on the podcast when i was like okay is she saying like thank you in this sense or is she saying you should thank me or like how is she i know what she meant but she was like and you so she said it so weird but like when you hear it the first time i literally had to rewind it to hear what she said but she says and you should say and you should say thank you for making your ass relevant or something like that she's like like like, like, and you should thank me for giving you for for making your ass relevant and giving well, you something to talk about, she didn't say me. She said you. So like it confused me. I was like, thank uh-huh. you. Like what? The, you know, that's what Because yeah, that's the point. It's like they you should thank, you thank me, me for making your ass relevant. It just was too many words for. She's not good. What she. Not good. What she was trying to say? And, yeah, it, it's that. It doesn't make sense.
0: I saw on social media today a former co-worker of Anne Marie's posted to their Instagram story or something, and they were like, "Oh my god." I used to work in the intensive care unit or whatever with her before, like I was a CRNA, whatever. And she, this person goes, "She was awful. She refused to help me with a patient in like critical condition as she was on the phone taking a personal call. She would not hang up." <laughs> okay, that is. Kind they of said
2: fun. they said that that was the only negative peer review they've ever had to write that they ever wrote was about Anne Marie. Um, she's
0: awful. Like you can tell she, that she's someone who, everywhere she goes, everyone she's
2: around, they're like, "Oh
0: God." Her Anne, voice. And Marie
2: just walked in. Her voice nauseates me. And like when we were at Reed and I went to no, you weren't at the Beverly Hills panel. You left by that time. Right? Yeah, I had to at Craig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had to take a little break okay um, like, that's like <laughs> it,
0: so we always say that our our like our group our lives are like a housewives show and yeah. as i just said that the producers would have cut to like a scene of me in the hallway sobbing
2: <laughs> it would have been a flashback <laughs> to like the absolute you'd be mess. like reed it's okay that's that that trip was that trip was I such a want, goddamn mess i told you i never want to talk about it <laughs> uh-uh it's like lock and key the file is closed <laughs> Um, but no, uh, what were we, what were we saying? Yeah. Okay. In the, in the Beverly Hills panel, she was like, her mouth was like sucking the mic. Like she was just like, she was mm-hmm. sucking out all the air in the room. Like she has been on the show. Like she's been a veteran for like nine, 10 years. And she's like, so what your guys are going to see different this season is, well, blah, blah. I was like, what, what what to you quote Maryam Cosby... This is your first season. To quote Miriam Cosby,
0: then why are you talking?
2: Why are you be talking? Quiet. Because you don't know, like, you haven't experienced how it's different. Like, so you, ha- you have nothing to compare it to you're unless a you're a viewer. You need to, like, you're a freshman. Just, like, just sit down and be quiet for a second. Be- you're
0: in the second row of the bleachers. You're letting the varsity girls do the talking. When they kick it to you, when Andy gives you the spotlight... You do a good job. I let Monica, but you know your fucking place. And that's the thing. She's this bitch. This is the thing. You just put you just hit the nail on the head, Zach. What's so annoying about annoying Marie is that she is a bitch who acts like she's been here before. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a friend or an acquaintance who in every setting they sort of take it upon themselves to it's like they put themselves on a pedestal a little bit they talk down to you they're like yeah well you'll you'll quickly learn in this experience trust me i've been there it's very much that kind
2: of shit like Henry, you don't know what you're talking about that's the thing it's just like it's just annoying there's a difference there's a way to come in as a newbie that is like polarizing and good and like a entertaining we just value on salt lake we, yeah on salt lake we've seen it on real houses of atlanta we've seen it on Beverly Hills before with Brandy. Like, there's a way to do it, and just she's just not... If you're going to be the her, villain, be the villain. I know, you know? I know that her husband thinks that she's just
0: average in everything, but I will say a 10 that I will give Anne-Marie is she... i give her a 10 in teaching a masterclass and how not to come into your freshman season at yeah. a Housewives show. Like, she could teach a, gra- a PhD-level course on how to fumble the bag. I don't want to see her. I don't want to see any more of her. Andy today was like, you guys are going to see a new side of her soon. Like Andy, you, you ain't even
2: in it. Okay. You be quiet. Yeah, No, like you, you should have sat there and ate your food. You should have
0: sat there
2: and been rude, chastised Monica a little longer. We don't need it. Andy put one, all you needed to do was take one of the diamond contracts and put that in the paper shredder. Okay, because we already know who's not coming back. Like, don't if you if they bring Anne Marie back, I'm gonna be so irritated. Um, they, they really should not. So, pivoting from Anne Marie because I don't want to talk about her anymore. <laughs> uh, one more thing before we re- uh, finish this recap is I do want to talk about Erica. Yep, and her bringing up the earrings. So she brings up the earrings. It's kind of like a in her eyes, it's like a vindication. And I think that Erica, and I love Erica this season. I think she's having a great season. I think she is missing the complete point of why people were upset with the earrings. Like, she's like, it's going to get proven in the court of law that that money wasn't used on them. And you guys are going to see I'm right. I'm like, it's not about that. Remember, let's flash forward a couple episodes. When you were in therapy, 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 therapy. Okay. And you clearly struggle with the idea of compassion mm-hmm. and empathy. And your therapist pointed that out to you because you str- she struggles having compassion and empathy with her friends. Imagine having compassion and empathy for people that she does not know and are not in her day-to-day life. For me personally, and this is where I'm like so team Garcelle on this, it's not about – If the money was used on the earrings or not, there's clearly victims in this situation that were harmed by your ex-husband's actions and the money that was used, whether it was on the earrings or whether it was on a bodysuit for the expensive music video or whether it was for one of your tours at a gay club your extensions whatever it may be that money was stolen from victims we don't know where it went but it definitely went to some of the things that were purchased for you okay it's not about if they were purchased for the earrings or used to purchase the earrings for me i wouldn't want the earrings and i and if i was like oh my gosh like these people have gone through so much i'm so blessed with all this other stuff like she still has a lot of stuff like she still clearly did not lose it all it's, i'm like just give the privilege. earrings just give it back like i would like 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 garcelle said like karma like i'd want to be like you know what these people lost their house <laughs> like i'm gonna like give it to them like yeah. i just don't want like i feel bad about what my hu- my ex-husband did to them and it's not about being like guilty it's like it's just being a good person you know like just, just like having a conscious yeah you know? it's,
0: being, it's being charitable like when you're wealthy You give back to organizations like the Homeless Not Toothless Foundation. I was just gonna
2: say that. I was like, if you could go to like a Homeless Not Toothless gala, like give those earring.
0: Rich people love to do philanthropy because they love to dress nice and go to exclusive parties and say it's in the name of charity when it's really just for them to look cool and be together and feel exclusive. That's literally the way the world works. And that's how charities raise money. And that's how we help people. We capitalize on the narcissism of the elite. Like that is just the way the world turns, and thankfully, it can do some good because they love to give their money away so they can have a tax write-off. I feel like there are so many women out there that are in these wealthy situations where if this happened, yeah, they want to make sure that they still are taken care of and they can afford their home and stuff after in the event that this would have happened to them. But I think that they could still turn and say, okay, I'm going to like take a little bit of my of my honey pot and i'm going to set up a foundation to help the victims of my ex-husband and to help victims like the victims of my ex-husband so that these kind of things don't happen again she could like take the charge and become these people's hero and yeah. still keep the earrings even she could still keep the earrings cuz she's still raising money i was going to say okay so erica You are saying that the exact money that got these earrings is not the exact money he stole from these people. That's like when my Nana gives me money for my birthday or Christmas and she goes, just please don't buy it. Please don't use it to buy alcohol because she's a good Christian woman and she doesn't want us to drink. And I always say, okay, Nana, I promise I won't use this money to buy alcohol, but you know what I can do? There's a loophole. I can put that money in my bank account and then I can go take out a different amount of money from my bank account, and I can go buy the alcohol. It all circulates in the same fucking bank account. So if Tom Girardi was profiting off these people, even if it's not the exact dollar bill that
2: went into the jeweler's hand, it's still from the same pot. Do you see what I'm saying? It, it, yes, it's from the same pot. That is, that's it. That's it's from the same it. cookie jar. It's the same. And there the it cookie. is. And there it is. And there like, it is. So I'm just like listen like and I'm like that's not it wasn't the mic drop that I think that she thought it was. She's like boom it's <laughs>
1: well, came out goes, today
2: when she, go, when she goes I'm this might like, be of interest to you guys uh especially Crystal. I was like she <laughs> they, they, that that was funny but like leave Crystal alone she's already been kicked by Anne Marie's big leg. You can she- tell that Crystal wanted no- like you could tell that Crystal like still like thought her stance and was just like all right whatever. Well, like, I I'm people- done fighting this is That's how all- I feel. This is how I felt with you last week when you said that big long voice memo and that big paragraph about um, whether or not Erica was shading Sutton in that confessional. And I literally was just like, all right, go off queen. Like, <laughs> yeah, you were like, what? Like I li- like I, Annie was like, Annie said the whole like, Rebuttal, and Annie I was can't like, "Be wrong." She's like, "No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no." Nope. I Annie, was like, like no. "And I'm like, no, you're wrong." I was you're like, "No, me wrong. and Annie are right," but I'm just, I don't have the effort to like. No, you're not right. This battle. No, no not I right. think we are. I no, think we not. are. No, you're not. <laughs> okay, so
0: got listeners, listeners, last week on the podcast when we were talking about Beverly Hills, Annie and Zach had a completely different interpretation of this one moment that than I did, and I know I'm right because I'm from the South. And when you uh, are
2: not from the South, you are from Iowa.
0: No, I'm from Mississippi. I'm grew. i from Tupelo, Mississippi. My entire family lives in Mississippi. We moved to Tennessee when I was 10, and we moved to Iowa when I was 12. And I lost my Southern accent because I was bullied in middle school for it. So I forced myself to lose it. And I spent middle school, high school, and college in the first eight years of my post-grad life in Iowa. So I actually have spent more of my life in Iowa than I have in the South. And I do feel more affinity as a Midwesterner, as an adult but I'm from the wow, South. Wow, you
2: learn something new every day. How did, did you not, not fucking know that? I did not know that about you.
0: That's like when you say you're Latina and I'm like, with the last name, like Ziegler? Yeah, that, okay. Because oh, uh-huh. my
2: mom is married to a gringo. I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I am brown and my and my mom's maiden name is Rodriguez. So like. Oh, okay. it is. What, See, yeah. I learn
0: something new every day too. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> like,
2: <laughs> but,
0: okay. But what I'm saying is Sutton kept saying, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am to Anne-Marie. And then it cuts to Erica and her confessionals say, where I'm from, you got to be careful with the no, ma'ams. This particular no, ma'am could get you smacked in the face. And Zach and Annie felt like that meant Anne-Marie could get smacked in the face by the way that Sutton is saying, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I took it as she's taking pot shots yet again at Sutton like she always does and is saying, Sutton, be careful. You say no man, one too many times, you might get hit. And I know I'm right, and I don't need to convince you. I know I'm right. So I I, want I hear just, it just
2: validate me because I'm also looking at the situation at hand and Erica is team Sutton in the situation but at even hand. When she, and Erica what, can't stand point. And Erica can't stand Anne-Marie either. And they all were ganging up on her and looking at her like a crazy person when she walked over. And so I interpreted it as because of how Erica feels in the situation, not just because she's from the South, but like her saying, you got to be careful with the no ma'ams. It's like there's a no ma'am and then there's a no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. And it's like. When you're hearing that many no ma'ams, be careful with your attack, because if you the no ma'ams are kind of like a rattlesnake warning you like the rattlesnake is going off. And then if you it's going to bite, that's what I took it as. And so my whole point, I think I'm right. No, you're not.
0: My whole point was that Erica, even when she's on Sutton's side, she still can't stand the bitch because she's always got something shady to say. I feel like that's what I love about Erica this season in general. Is that she likes Sutton this season? No, like she is like, she's forgiven these women for what she feels is like unfair treatment during the Tom Girardi stuff. But it's like she hasn't forgotten. And she likes to do these little things where she's like, Yeah, oh, I want to read something, guys. I think, especially you, Crystal, might love to hear this. Like, she can't help, she's gotta dig a little bit because she's still she's still bitter, but she's also over it if that makes sense she has moved on lent all that stuff
2: well anyways we it was literally just a blip of a a disagreement on the podcast and then reed sent an entire podcast episode stating his opinion to our group chat and i, I was went like, and found the clip right. and i played it back
0: and i said look at the evidence and i laid out my receipts you know what let's ask the audience maybe we'll put it on our maybe what i literally have been saying well i'm gonna put it on our i'll
2: put it on our instagram story and we'll have the viewers vote all right or the listeners vote anyways i'm done talking about the real housewives of beverly hills i want to talk about the real housewives of miami so let's get into our recap of the real housewives of miami Have you guys taste my tequila that At I've bought for whole mm-hmm. yeah, okay. the year. I want you guys to see the bottle. I want you guys to support me. And I know I've, I Alexia, like you've said before, like last year said, every time Lars invites me to something, it's like one of her deals. Well, it kind of is. It but is. But a, yeah. But, but, I mean, I'm the only one that had the balls to tell you. Well, but yeah. But when you said that, it kind of hurt my feelings. You. Wait, wait, let me hug no, you No, no, but when you, you, said, right that, now, no, when you listen- said that, when you said no, no, I but when you said that I was thinking yeah. like I don't have a Todd. People see like they see my situation with my ex and they think yeah. like it's all but it, Yeah, it's but not- you know what, people- My face <laughs> is really red and I can't yeah, Well,
1: I don't have a Todd. You guys don't no, no, know what no, Todd, no, no, Todd no, no, provides no, no, no. for me. So not- that was very rude and disrespectful. which us not do that.
2: It's it's Larsa, Larsa, now you homes. pay for your it's condo. It's respectful. you I've been on my own. Larsa and two good homes. for you. I get It'll that. But where, you where don't have you. to take right. it away from me. Right. I don't have a Todd. I don't have a Scotty. Bitches, I don't have anything. I don't have nothing. You cry over Todd and Scotty. Who have what? I don't have f- I just have this, guys, and this doesn't even come with money. I have to pay for this. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Miami. The Real Housewives of Miami are also on their cast trip. They're going to Mexico City. I've never been. I really want to go. I really want to go to Barcelona, too. But, like, Mexico City is definitely on my list. I've heard so many great things about Mexico City. I hear it's, like, a kind of, like, underrated, like, vacation destination, like, that you should definitely yeah, go Like to. it's. I hear it's, like, really, like, good for, art. like— it's the architecture, the arts and everything. And then also I hear it's kind of like a good gay scene.
0: Yeah, it does. And I had a friend that like stayed there for like a month in an Airbnb and worked. I
2: had a friend. I had a friend who like literally like moved there for a little bit. It's
1: all, he loved, it's like, he loved it's it so
0: high much. up on my list of places to go next, I think.
2: Yeah. So we get to Mexico City The girls have an itinerary, so there's going to be the gondola ride, which we know is coming up next episode, which is going to be entertaining. There's the cathedral where they're going to go pray to the Saint of Guadalupe, (laughs) and then Adriana's pride performance is coming, and then Larsa's tequila tasting. And this is where Larsa and Alexia get into a little bit of a spat, because Larsa brings up her tequila, and Alexia had made a comment that she feels like every time they're with Larsa or something it's like a business venture or she's trying to push a product on them. and that's when Larsa goes, well, I don't have a Todd. She and, really and shit hits you know, the fr- fan the,
0: well all the girls they they cut to every girl's confessional about who they thought would win in a fight, and I thought Kiki had it Kiki so won be right because she goes they're both gonna kill each other. I'm not paid I want my money back. I'm not placing a bet because they're both gonna die. they are these are the two. You know, it'd be two bitches telling each other exactly. It'd be two dumb bitches, like, fighting to the ends of time. Because that is
2: Larsa and Alexia. Well, Kiki is so me right now Um, in my single era again. Hello. She's like, you know, when she's like, she's like, I don't have a Todd and I don't have a Marcus. I have this. and holds up a vibrator. Okay. I have this. This is all I have. You know, like. And I'm like, that's very me when, like, Elvis and Mo the other day were talking about their date nights and stuff like that. And I was like, like, shut the fuck up. I was like, shut
0: the fuck up. Or Mo even on this this
2: podcast. I'm in love. Okay. All right. Love will do things. See, I was like, you know what? What's that? Here I am chronically online with my TikTok where it's like that SpongeBob sound. It's like, I wasn't in love once. And I'm like in the corner. I was like, I that's what love will do that to you. Love will do that to you. Elvis is like, oh me and Mike do our little date nights and everything like that. And I was like, ah, I was in love once. Anyways, I'm very in my Kiki era. I just I feel I feel my connection with Miss Kiki Bars.
0: Oh yeah. The whole episode, I was just cracking up at all. You know, they say like a lip sync assassin. She is a confessional assassin she's got she's the best confessionals of the so, season in my opinion and it's and even like I, even in their group scenes like she's so funny and she's not afraid to fight and we're going to see that next next episode with uh, Lisa uh, when Lisa throws the bread at the toward the dog in the river or whatever and she like flips out I I keep asking like myself what is it about Kiki that they
2: won't give her her mojito I don't um unless there is some big overarching story, I think she's great as a friend of i don't i, I don't do think too. I don't think yeah, unless you, there's something really like crazy it. going on in her life that we need to see I don't think I think she serves I don't think she's shown me anything that grants her a mojito but she's shown me so much that grants her a spot on the cast like i and and it's she's in every episode. It's not like we're not seeing that's her. And she, of- and she had solo scenes. I think that's the thing about Miami is like, I don't care if like, uh, if Adriana or Kiki or Marisol don't have mojitos, they're like pretty much main cast members in my opinion.
0: I agree, but I've said this before. It's just so jarring and like disjointed even when it cuts to a commercial break and the graphic comes up on the screen. And I feel like half the cast is missing because Kiki, Marisol, and Adriana do feel so central. Like each one, talk about good chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. Every little recipe, every little piece of the recipe being correct. I feel like each of these women is a different seasoning in the in the most perfect uh, recipe that you can imagine. And just not seeing them in, in the in the graphic and in, in the uh real you know next yeah, coming up.
2: yeah yeah I get that but like to me it just I, doesn't bother me I I I'm know like,
0: I know I know it's not I know in the grand scheme of things that's not like that big of a deal but like guess, for me I want what I'm trying to say is what that represents to me like it bothers me because it's like no this is not the full cast
2: well I think not it's like full picture what I think is nice is that it's since it's not the full cast even though it feels like such a crowded cast but like it's not overcrowded i think they can add new blood in without without cutting anybody yeah like it's not gonna it's i not don't know make... actually i th- I think someone would have to go i don't think so because there there would be seven full-time cast members and then the and then the three friend ofs and we've had seven full-time cast members before we've had eight full-time cast members before so i don't think that it would be that big of a drastic change but i think that it would. Cause I don't it know would, who would I don't know who would go. I wouldn't cut any. I wouldn't cut anybody. I would just add somebody new in. Yeah. That that's just that's, that's just my yeah. that's just my personal opinion. Let's talk about the dinner at the art gallery. What did you think about that?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> like, of course they're all like fighting like cats and dogs or who was fighting? It was um, it was Gertie versus Larsa. Gertie and Larsa and alexia is sitting there like all right guys all right come on come on like let's be respectful also edgeball laughing my ass off whatever you want to say at alexia being like guys seriously in the art gallery can we can we be respectful
2: like in any if it was anybody else while involved, while while there's um like, cut back men. to the mother's day brunch <laughs> like, while, mm-hmm. while, while there's all these men dressed up like ariana grande dangerous woman Tease. In the background, like it was so unserious, you
0: know, and the gay gay one that Kiki wanted. He looks so familiar. I'm like, do I follow him on Instagram or something? Because I just when he said he was gay, when he said he was out of the closet, I was like, yep, knew it,
2: knew it. Marisol gave the perfect description of Pips, Larsa Pippen in a fight. Uh, She gave the perfect like explanation of how Larsa is in an argument, which like Larsa just feels like even if she's dead ass wrong. She'll just, like, continue the fight. She'll just, like, she'll defend herself. She'll feel, like, the attack coming at her. Yeah. And she'll be so wrong and just, like, keep going for it. And, like, uh, I don't I don't know. And then I love the producer going, like, to Marisol, would you be arguing with a woman who's going through cancer and about to get chemo? She's like, not me. No, no, I wouldn't. But I, Larsa will. I, Larsa, like, that's the thing with Larsa where I'm like, girl, like, pick Pick your battles. This is not the battle. This is not the battle to pick. But
0: when you talk about camp housewives and like peak housewives, like one day when we're telling our grandchildren about these housewives, we're gonna be like, Yeah, there was this, there was this even this season where one of the castmates had cancer and was going through chemo. And then the my little grandchild's gonna be like, And did they still get involved in the in the drama, grandpa? And I'm gonna be like, Yeah. And all the ladies still dragged them and didn't even care that they had cancer. They still dragged (laughs) them. Like, that is how... I know. That's what's, like, funny about this.
2: Larsa is... That's the thing. It's... my, My one friend, she hates... She hates Larsa. And I'm like... You just have to take Larsa for what she is. Like, she's just yeah. delusional. Like, even I, on, like, the I traitors, she's before. so entertaining. Like, she's so entertaining on the traitors. When Janelle's um, like, I thought that was kind of weird. She goes, what the fuck? I think you're weird. Like, that's another like, example. Of- I just started. I just, like, I I walked into my parents' house, and I was like, Mom, um, you're not watching Hallmark movies tonight. You're watching the traitors. Just, like, letting you know I'm getting you into it. Like, I'm forcing you to watch this because you're going to enjoy it. Like, trust me, you're going to like it. And I was watching like the first half of it with her and it was like after the uh the traitor ceremony where like Alan picked the traitors and Lars is like, I felt I have really good hearing and I, I felt I felt him touch the person to my left. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and she was stupid. also wrong and she was wrong too, but so it was like wrong. she believed it. So like, believed confidently it. wrong. I it's just like it's I love housewives who are so wrong with their full chest. Like it's it just It's just hilarious. I don't know. Alexa is the same
0: way, though. Like, on the Watch What Happens Live episode, she still is like, I still think Nicole had something to do with it. Like, she would not let the mouse go that Nicole did not have anything to do with Anakin, Kosis, coming to the Mother's Day brunch. Like, she, Andy's like, come on. You've seen the evidence. You've seen Adriana. And, but, like, who who do you actually think had to do with it? But I do think,
2: but, well, like... That I've said this again and I've said this before on the podcast. I do think that Nicole is not super naive to the situation. I guess like, my point is,
0: Alexia and Larsa are cut from the same cloth. They are not going to.
2: They're not going to the, let the. They're uh, not going to let the bone go. Like they're like. um They're,
0: they're gonna not. The go.
2: Yeah, they're gonna gnaw on that. They're gonna you know. gnaw on the bone.
0: Gnaw on the bone. Um, um, <laughs> that was yeah. The, the, Larsa and Alexia,
2: and then of course the art gallery fight was really entertaining yeah so i don't know i'm excited for the gondola episode uh that's that's what we've been
0: waiting for that's what the trailer showed us when they're like
2: playing the mariachi band and they're all i just think it looks like super camp and i'm really excited for that (laughs) so it looks like you know we we saw in the trailer months
0: ago like she's like i love animals now i think i see the context so she wanted to feed the dog (laughs) she threw a loaf of bread i'm sure i'm sure there's like crocodiles in that water it she felt th- so random in the tree. She throws the bread into like toward the dog. It, they're so far from the shore. Like, and she's so little and frail. There was no
2: way that bread was making it. And then I think Kiki was like maybe annoyed with her and just was, I like, still don't under I th- I still am like, I'm gonna have to wait to see the episode of what's going on because I I don't understand what Kiki seems about. very pressed. She's she's
0: sitting on that boat, she's looking around at everyone with a stank face, she's got her shades on, her cunty shades. There must be something that happens that like earlier in this episode that we're going to see where Kiki's annoyed and kind of ready to pop off because she literally is like, Lisa, stop it. Don't sit down. Like, just don't. You're doing too much. And then Lisa (laughs) loses her shit. I'm ready to see, like, Julia
2: crying. I'm I'm more excited to see all those women. Why are all those other women, like, crying? They're all, like, sobbing. And, like, (laughs) meanwhile, the the other women are, like, fighting. I think that was select...
0: Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I kind of clocked this from a mile away. I think that was selective editing for the trailer. You think it's not
2: happening all at once?
0: I don't think it's all happening at once because in the scene of the women crying, I feel like I saw lisa or something behind one of them like looking very calm and composed sitting down and then when it and then it cuts to like i I saw like an inconsistency there was someone in both shots and they were not doing the same thing and they were not seated or standing in the same area and that made me think oh the editors just put this all together to make it look really chaotic maybe but maybe 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 i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong so i'll I'll go i'll roll back the tapes we'll see Uh but yeah i think it's going to be a really good episode and like this cast trip is bringing out all of the fun that i love in all these ladies well that is our real housewives of miami recap so yeah a lot more to come from miami um overall i'm super excited for what's to come on bravo we are passing the torch between salt lake and vanderpump rules next week so we'll be be back on the mic to talk all about pump rules we're so excited And that's our episode for the week, guys. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, about underscore Bravo. Subscribe to our Patreon. We have brand new bonus episodes coming out weekly now. We're covering the traders, we're covering Drag Race, we're covering pretty much anything and everything, including something that we did this last week on our Instagram. We put out a poll. We asked you, what is a deep dive or what is a topic that you'd like us to do on the Patreon? And so we got some great responses and we're going to pick a winner this week and get that episode out for you very soon so it's a great time to subscribe zach thanks for joining me on the mic today we'll see you guys next week bye